This is After the Gridiron, podcast featuring interviews with retired football players. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Before we get to the episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Today another player shares his incredible football journey with us and talks about his life after the gridiron. You're going to love it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of After the Gridiron. I am your host, Lyle Green, and we have a, another great guest uh, lined up for you today. Today, we have uh, one of the best safeties to ever play in the NFL, Steve Atwater. So, Steve played uh, 11 years in the uh, NFL with the Denver Broncos and uh, one year with the New York Giants. He came out of the University of Arkansas and uh, was drafted in the great uh, draft of 1989. That's a amazing draft that had five pro bowlers or sorry five hall of famers come out of that draft uh, he was a eight-time pro bowler with the broncos a two-time super bowl champion and is a 2020 hall of fame inductee so he's going to be going to the hall of fame this year so steve thanks for coming on and welcome to the show hey thanks Lyle. thanks for having me on yeah appreciate uh yeah appreciate your time for sure so um yeah to start off uh yeah first i want to say uh um, or ask you, sorry, how, how things are going with uh, you and your family in, in amongst this uh, COVID-19 uh, situation? Yeah, everything's going okay. Um, I mean, we're all healthy and, you know, we're doing our social distancing, trying to stay positive. That's, that's the biggest thing, I think, just trying to keep a positive uh, mind, mindset. And yeah. um, we're just not used to having to stay in the house and not go out, not, not be around people. But, uh, fortunately we have each other and, uh, that's been a blessing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, it's definitely a tough time for everyone. I guess it's, uh, a time that we can kind of, uh, appreciate our family and the time that we have with, with them, uh, during this, this, uh, this ordeal for sure. Yeah. All right. So let me, uh, go back to your time at Arkansas. So I read that you actually went to Arkansas as a quarterback and then you got moved to safety. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I got moved to safety. Uh, I mean, I want to say it was uh, like the first week, like three or four days after we had started practicing. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, Coach Hatfield moved me. And I, to be honest with you, I think that they had that in mind all along. Just, you know, when I when I think back to my high school playing days, I wasn't that great of a quarterback. You know, I, I threw some interceptions and I go down and I make the tackle. Yeah. And I, I think they uh, they kind of lured me in with the idea that I would play. But, uh, you know, the old switcheroo. Unfortunately, uh, that, that ended up working out well for me. Oh, yeah, definitely worked out for you. So while you were at Denver, did you have any uh, talks with them, uh, Dan Reeves to put you on offense or uh... – Shanahan to put you in some, some offensive place. <laughs> no, no, we had good guys who were much better than I was. And by then I had had uh, some shoulder issues and I couldn't, couldn't quite throw it the way that I used to when I was, uh, when I was younger. So okay, uh, yeah, we had plenty of guys who were on the offensive side of the ball that could throw the ball. Ross Smith, he was great at throwing the ball. You know, we had several other guys, of course, the backup quarterbacks too, but yeah. uh, didn't need me over there. All right, all right, that's cool. So you gave up, gave up the quarterback dream. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about that '89 uh, draft. It was, uh, like I mentioned earlier, one of the greatest drafts of NFL history with uh, five Hall of Famers drafted in the first round. So talk about that draft, and did you guys, where ex- was it uh, expected that the talent level is at that that level that it was, or is it uh, just kind of 
Uh, just talk about your time at uh, the draft. Yeah, well, I know there were some really, really good players uh, in the draft the year that I came out. Um, and I think Troy Aikman, you know, he, he was a first rounder. Of course, uh, Barry, Barry, uh, Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, um, Derek Thomas. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I had heard about a lot of these guys. It's the only, I'd only played against a couple of them. I played against Troy Aikman and, um, well, Mike Irvin came out the year before. Uh, but, um, so yeah, I guess Troy, maybe the only one, uh, I didn't play against, we didn't play Florida State back then. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it, we thought it was a good draft, but, uh, you know, you never know until, the end, uh, you know, the, the end of the careers. Of, Once the careers are done, yeah, yeah, how good it really was. Yeah, this uh, yeah, amazing job. I've I've grew up a, a Cowboys fan, so I was definitely happy with the select of Aikman. But yeah, looking back at all the amazing players that were available in that draft, it's just uh, amazing. And I didn't even mention some of the other players, some Pro Bowlers as well, like Andre Risen was a part of that draft as well. So some yeah, just some amazing players uh, were drafted uh, in that in that year. Yeah, a lot of guys that, you know, we've kind of forgotten about, man. The uh, the guy we call Sandman, Broderick Thomas. Yeah. Uh, he was in that draft. And like I say, Andre Risen, uh, Lewis Oliver, uh, Robert Massey, a bunch of guys, man. And, uh, you know, we were some of the fortunate, fortunate ones to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But some of those guys really had really good careers. I mean, I may not be in the Hall of Fame, but they still had a, a nice career in the NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was looking over the, the list of, of names, and there's definitely a lot of names that I, I recognize, and a lot of guys who had uh, great careers, for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, yeah, let's talk about your, uh, your time in, in Denver. Um, you're picked by the by the Broncos. Uh, were you expecting to go to, to them, or is it uh, a shock that they picked you? No, well, I had talked to their the scouts. I met them when I played at the East-West Shrine game. Um, and it was in Palo Alto at Sanford at the time. And, um, also, um, I, they, they come out to my pro day at Arkansas and tie me and we all got along really well, but I, you know, I didn't know. I just thought they, they were nice guys, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the interest was that, that high. Um, and then when they traded down with the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns traded up to 13 and they traded down to 20 in the 1989 draft. Okay. Uh, I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed, hoping, but still, I didn't have any clue. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't even know if I would get drafted in the first round. I, oh, I really? I get drafted some sometime, uh, you know, in that first day. You know, a lot of guys there, they just know, man. They're like, oh, man, I should have went in the top 10. Top and th- yeah, yeah, exactly. For me, I was like, I just hope I go the first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely have the different expectations for different guys. You no, know, Dion was. Uh, Famous for saying that he wouldn't talk to anyone that's picking after like number five, I think, or something like that. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expectation. I, I can do yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, you're an eight-time Pro Bowler and two-time Super Bowl uh, champion. So talk about uh, finally breaking through uh, and winning that uh, Super Bowl thirty-two uh, that you guys uh, won. In, I think it was ninety-eight. Oh man, that was uh, a big big treat for not only our team and, and coaches, but for the state of Colorado. Really, I think we represented the AFC really because the AFC at that time hadn't won a Super Bowl. I want to say it was like 12, 13, 14 years. And uh, I'm sure a lot of teams, although we were in the same division, they still were, were pulling for us to 
to uh, get over the hump with the NFC and uh, had a really good team and guys just, just played together and uh, Terrell Davis, John Elway, uh, Shannon Sharp, all those guys on the offensive side and all our guys on the defensive side, Neil Smith and you know Ray Crockett, Tyrone Braxton, uh, you know Alfred Williams, all those guys, man, everybody showed up and we, we, we played good football and we're able to get that win for um, for the for the state of Colorado and and for us. Definitely, yeah, that's definitely a great break for breakthrough. Sorry for the uh, for the Orange Crest for you guys and to finally uh, get over that hump for for John is the the famous words of the owner. This one's for John. <laughs> but, right, uh, right. Gets played over and over, but uh, yeah, definitely love love guys benefited from uh, uh, that great season that you guys had. All right, so let's uh, yeah talk about uh, the Hall of Fame induction that uh, you made it. Uh, into the Hall of Fame this year. T- tell me where you were when uh, you finally got the call that you're going to make it t- into the Hall of Fame. Well, uh, we were in our in our hotel room, and uh, as you know now, once um, um, if you don't get in, they'll give you a call. But if if you do get in, they'll knock on your door. Uh, David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, that's how it goes. Okay. Yeah, he knocks on your door. So we were in the hotel room waiting, and. Um, Actually, uh, one of my friends, he's a guy who's a reporter here in Denver, Mike Kliss, he uh, he called right during that time. I thought that I was getting the call from David Baker that I – Oh, no. <laughs> you weren't going to make it. Yeah, yeah. And then I looked at my phone I'm like, what is he doing calling me right now? <laughs> so I declined yeah. the call and, uh, you know, everyone in the room with me, um, we all just uh, celebrated that we were, we were still in it. And then about 10 minutes later, David Baker – uh, came knocking on the door, and uh, it was yeah one of the one of the great days of my life. Nice, nice. So who was who's uh in the room with you to share that to share that moment? Yeah, it was uh, my wife, uh, Lita, um, my middle son DeAndre. We didn't bring everybody just because we you know we weren't sure if we were going to get in. If I would have known, I would have gotten in. I would have everybody had <laughs> big but, party. Yeah, yeah. But my middle son DeAndre, our middle son DeAndre came with us, and then my best. One of my good friends, Mac Freeman, uh, one, of my, one of my best friends here in Denver, um, he uh, he was in the room with me as well. Okay, oh, nice. Very nice. It's great having uh, yeah, friends and family to share in uh, such a great moment for you. So uh, yeah, before we uh, finish off here, so let's let me uh, uh, ask you about uh, transitioning to life after football. So you played the 11 years. You finished off with uh, one year with the, with the Jets. So talk about uh, um, how things went in your transition out of football. Yeah, well, I think it went went okay. Um, you know, several years after I retired, uh, the, the NFL, they have this program called the Career Transition Program. I'm not sure if it's NFL, NFL, PA, um, but uh, they may be working together for this program for retired players. And I attended that program, and, you know, we had probably, man, 50, 60 guys at least in the room. Oh, wow. And um, – and we were all kind of, we were all talking and they broke us up into groups and we were had us right on the board, like some of the things that we missed about the game. And, you know, once we left, you know, what do we feel like um, you know, things that were different? And uh, you look on everyone's board, they had kind of the same things, you know, that uh, they, they missed the structure. We all missed, um, you know, kind of being in the spotlight a little bit. Um, yeah. And you know, just miss being in the locker room with the guys. And, uh, you know, guys, you know, of course, you got teary-eyed and um, it was really emotion, an emotional moment, you know, just hearing 
you know, people's stories. And, um, but that was like several, that was probably 10 years, at least 10 years after I got, after I finished playing. And, uh, I look back and I thought, man, I, I went through that, man. I was, I went through some depression, um, but I didn't really talk to anyone about it. I just, I just kind of came through it. You know, I, I would yeah. be in my basement. I wouldn't want to talk to anyone. I wanted lights down low and, um, you know, I just kind of want to isolate a little bit. Uh, but I always, I always fortunately stayed busy. Um, always, um, you know, kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do. I, I loved real estate, loved uh, investing in the stock market. And, uh, you know, I was doing both of those things. But I uh, still was uh, still was a little bit depressed. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a tough transition for uh, for every player to transition from, you know, like you said, being in the spotlight and uh, having the fans cheering for you and all that to uh, to when you're not playing and not having all of that. So it's, it can be tough and can be a difficult situation. But uh, like you said, you made it through it, and uh, would have been nice, I guess, uh, to have that uh, a support system in place. Uh, when he did retire, but uh, at least yeah, and yeah, it. and yeah. even though yeah, I can understand what I was going through, and yeah. um, I would say you know probably ninety five, maybe even one hundred percent of the guys go through something similar to that, and to even yeah. know that when you're finishing the game, you can I think prepare a little bit better for uh, for what's to come, and then just you know talk to talk to people and make sure that you're not isolating yourself away from you know a lot of people who care about you uh and the guys that you play with exactly exactly is that the advice you'd give to a to a player what yeah what advice would you would you say for someone that's oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and um yeah when i talk to guys I try to tell them just don't don't hold it in you know normally whatever you're going through somebody has already gone through it and can can share some words of wisdom with you um we always think we we have to figure out everything by ourselves yeah exactly and, you know, we don't have all the answers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so we'll finish off with what I call a top of the mountain moment, kind of looking back on your, your football journey and all that you've gone, accomplished and went through in your football career. Do you have a, a favorite story, a favorite moment? Uh, I guess you gave some words of wisdom already, but uh, how would you like to, to finish things off here? Man, I would say, man, my favorite moment, it would have to be <laughs> winning uh, the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl thirty two uh, against yeah. the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, it's crazy because my, my favorite moment in that game, I wasn't even on the field. I was uh, during the game. I had a collision where I, I hit one of the guys on my team and I hit uh, their receiver, Robert Brooks. And I, I knocked myself out and we were all out. We had to come out. Oh, of the right. game. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I was on the sidelines and, I, you know, I coming to the sidelines after kind of getting dinged. I didn't realize that if we got off the field on that fourth down play that we would that we had won the game. And so I'm sitting there on my knee, on the knee, watching that fourth down play. And then John Mobley knocks the pass down. And I look back at the clock and I was like, wait, hey, man, we, we're gonna win. <laughs> we, we win. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that, that was uh, yeah, my, my favorite moment. Um, just, you know, if I, I, I can always just capture that moment and go back to it. And it's, it just still brings me chills. And yeah, and, uh, it's such a great moment. That's awesome. Awesome. Awesome memory. So, Steve, just want to say thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, for those who want to follow him, you can reach him on Twitter at, uh, at SteveAtwater27. And, yeah, follow him there and uh, see what he's doing. So, Steve, thank you so much, and uh, best of luck in the future. Hey, thank you a lot. Have, thanks for having me on. Have a great day. 
for listening to After the Gridiron. If you're a fan of the show, please make sure you subscribe to the show and also leave a rating and review. By doing that, you also help to spread the word about the podcast and assist others in finding the show so more people can enjoy this great content. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the links to those being found on the website. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, please visit the resources page on the website for links to our sponsors and affiliates. Their support helps to keep the show running. So go to www.atgridiron.com resources to check them out. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you when we kick off our next episode.